0: Welcome to the Verum Podcast, the Cannabis Truth Podcast. I speak the language of cannabis freely and uncensored while educating my audience on safe use of this live plant therapy. You should know what's in your cannabis, what's good and what's not. It does not come with an FDA stamp of approval. Yet. This is Honey Smith Walls, a 21st century cannabis shaman, here to explain the language of cannabis in historical, political, and scientific terms so you can make educated decisions about the medicine you choose in real time. Hey, my friends, I'm just so tickled to be presenting a fabulous gab with the wonderful Dr. Leah Johnson out in California. She is a cannabinoid scientist pharmacist, and she is here to explain so many things to us that makes using cannabis so much clearer, and uh, with that, I'll just say that we were um, just discussing how the new uh, discovery of cannabigerol, that's C-B-G in the uh, an acronym form, cannabigerol, uh, really can affect your blood sugar and uh, your blood pressure. And now there's all kinds of new Cannabigerol products out on the market that are just isolates of that, or they've got a whole bunch more of that, uh, uh, isolate in um, you know, mixed in with a bunch of other stuff that may affect you adversely. That's why it's so important to get a diagnosis from your regular um, uh, family physician, take it to your brand new cannabis specialist doctor so that he can assess what your problems and your issues are and your um, uh, prescription therapy as well as how to point you in the right direction of the proper cannabinoids that you should be using and how to use them properly. There's so much to learn, so much to get to, and I'm so tickled you're here with us. Come on along. Here's Dr. Leah right now. Hey, I know that Dr. Alan Au is on the board of the ISCPH, uh, the the International Society of Cana Pharmacists. Mm -hmm. And, oh, for heaven's sakes, I just lost the question I was going to ask you (laughs) about that. Uh, Oh, oh, it had to do with exactly what you were saying, holding hands. And he is trying to develop a... A uh, um, a new kind of uh, m- medical system uh, that uh, he he even has a a name for it. He, he you mean he, you mean protocols? No, it, it he calls it like reframing the mindset from the bottom up approach. Oh, yeah gotcha. yeah, and it just it it, it it's. <clears throat> It's developing this idea in, in the industry where pharmacists can be the other, uh, you know, puzzle piece of our body questions yeah. to help us do exactly what you're saying. But Leah, I got to tell you, I don't, I'm, I've not known many doctors who have the time to to hold my hand through, through my issues like you do with your patients. And that's one of the things that draws me to you so much that you really have a grasp of the patient's need for handholding.
1: Oh, this is scary.
0: This is scary.
1: and that's, and that's what really bothers me that like, especially insurances now have the right to like, I mean, when I heard from one of my physician, co- physician colleagues that, oh, well, I, you know, based on this organization, I, or like the company that they work for, I have to see four patients in an hour that leaves 15 minutes per patient. I mean, like 15 minutes per patient. I mean, sometimes, yeah, if it's a quick physical, no biggie. But if I'm not feeling well, and I have questions it's going to take a lot, lot and that's why the doctors are always that's why the physicians are always late why they're stressed like it's not fair to rush them like that and it's the same thing with you know any you especially any profession in healthcare like we're forced to do so many things for you know in such a short amount of time that we're not really able to do it thoroughly where i i'm a big advocate of thorough i'm like i you know i a lot of my patients when i notice that something's wrong with them like like a medication issue it's because nobody explained to them, like, oh, I have a patient and they were taking certain medications at night because the doctor said take it once a day. So right. they don't know when to take it. It was easier for them to take it at night. So they just took it at night. Right. But it ends up that that medication is more effective in the morning. And, yeah. can cause, and, and there you know, there's so many things like that that's, like, very small, itty-bitty, tiny things that right. can fix a big problem. But you just don't know who to talk to because... Everybody assumes the answer is either doctor or doctor or doctor Google. That's it. That, that's that's, yeah, that's right. in their mind. It's I look it up on the web or my do- or like my, or my doctor is infallible. I do everything right. my doctor tells me. That's or right. the internet's infallible. I do everything it tells me. That's Both right. are wrong. <laughs> Just it's like that's literally the point of a clinical pharmacist. Is it's like my job is to say hey you know, as a retail pharmacist or community pharmacist, it might look perfect, there might be no side effects, no interaction. And that's, you know, really the purpose of the retail pharmacist is to protect you, make sure it's covered, make sure it goes through the insurance, call the doctor if there's any interactions or issues. So the retail pharmacist is so important. But the point of the clinical pharmacist is really to be there to say, on paper, this all looks good. But then when you but when you match it with the blood work, when you match it with the talking to the patient and learning about their past medical history and how, what type of person they are, when they eat things, you realize, oh, there's so much more to this. A person is not writing on a paper. Person is a person. And, and we don't, we have not been treating patients as patients for years now.
0: Gosh, understanding feels so good. Yes. And you are so great at helping people understand. I I can't wait to see what you do. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait to see what you do uh, as this industry progresses. Hey, have you been uh, to Cody Peterson and uh, Dr. Michael uh, Getze's Clubhouse yet to listen to them on Saturday mornings at nine?
1: I haven't only because Clubhouse I'm. I'm not very comfortable with a Clubhouse platform specifically. Not either. Because for a couple of different reasons. A, I mean, first thing before I say this though, Cody's amazing. Like yeah, I, well, yeah. I, Cody's awesome. Oh. Um, I, I know the other doctor, but not as well as I know C- Cody. Mm-hmm. And Cody is mm-hmm. like is absolutely awesome. Um but so I just didn't want to put so I didn't want to put the negative with the docs. So I want to put the yeah. negative <laughs> with the app. But my issue with Clubhouse is A. For so long, they were only allowing one type of people, which is like, okay, so we're supposed to be an all inclusive industry that really cares and supports each other. Yet the one place we all went on to that a lot of people went on to was a place that literally cut out half of of the of the industry so you know it's, about
0: because originally it was only for iphones and then exactly yeah it came so
1: now to, it's android yeah, but what i'm finding is that people who have iphones who have been on clubhouse from the beginning are actually starting to drop off now as well saying like eh. it's like it, the problem is there's it's too easy to have misinformation and that's really my biggest thing is like i've been i i, I personally like i said have not been there but a colleague of mine who knows met it like who not as well as i like he he's more of the, in, he's more of the, um, safe like more of the safety aspects of regulations. I'm more of the meds, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. but he knows meds too. And mm-hmm. he went on and he goes, there are just people there that are like, he, he goes, I went to a couple rooms and like the information they're giving is, is just wrong. Like he's, he's like, and I don't get it. Cause they're just cheering this person and cheering this person, but like, it's wrong like the information is not correct and that's what like it's it's that's what frightens me because at least if you if you hear from me on um you know yes yes it is true that like you could probably look up the person again I don't know the app you could probably look up the person but at least if I post something on a website I post something somewhere else you can go back figure out who I am what my experience is what my background is and see that oh okay she's a she's a, a trained cannabis there, uh cannabis pharmacist right. so she knows she versus knows. how do we know that these i mean there are people in the industry that do call themselves doctor that do not have a medical that have any sort of medical doctorate um or right. even phd mm-hmm. doctorate they mm-hmm. they just are doctor because they've given themselves that title or they're in a doctorate in something having nothing to do with um pharmaceuticals or medicines but are you know are utilizing that information which could be relevant it's just you it's just you can't always trust who you're hearing from and that's what I'm and again I could go on and a colleague of mine was like you can go on and just dispel all this stuff but they're like but the amount of hours you'd have to put into going on to this thing like that's what my colleague said he goes I was on it for like hours and I'm just exhausted like there's it is
0: it it is it's It's a it's a it's a grand stage and you have to vet the the rooms that you decide to go into. That's really true. And so, so far, I've only gone into Cody and uh, Dr. Getsey's room and then uh, Dr. Barry Gordon's room and uh, uh, and the other rooms. I I absolutely have to agree with your friend. They're just crap.
1: You you can find that everywhere. And that's the but, problem is that there's too yeah. much crap and, yeah. and, and too many people being toted for like, there are so m- there's people in the industry that everybody totes on that goes, Oh my God, this person's amazing. And then you learn more about them and you're like, why is everybody <laughs> supporting this person? This person like, doesn't know anything. Like they, they, they're using the same information that we've used for the last like 20 years, like with no updated info, like this isn't helpful for anybody.
0: Right. Right, right. So and, and it just the, comes out you know
1: of that. Yeah, yeah.
0: And the whole point of new technology is to be able to utilize it in such a way that we can make communications better among humans and animals and aliens, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. And that's why when people like if I'm on a on a chat or something, because I like to go on the networking things. And they're like, and somebody ever questions like, oh, where did you get that from? I'm like, oh, well, you know, I got it from this reference. There's also a couple references on, you know, different studies that have been done. So I always try to reference something because if I said somebody told me, then how do I know they had relevant information? So,
0: so you know, what they were talking about the other day on, mm-hmm. uh, on the show was uh, being able to tell spikes in your ECS. And I just found that fascinating, new, juicy information. So I'm glad that they're being able to, to see it on, you know, graphs and stuff. Now, when what your endocannabinoid system and the receptor system is doing according to what's poking it
1: exactly that and that's and these are the kind of things we need to know but we also have and that's why the trials are needed and everything i mean there's some mm-hmm. amazing amazing studies coming out in my studies and a lot of people might hem and haw and say oh my studies they're not human studies it's not the same but what the weird thing is is in many um my studies is usually what they usually, usually use uh, my studies for um drug testing that's just normal but there's only some only like they don't use it to like they use it, but what they find is they have to move on to higher species, including human trials, because of the fact that the mouse body doesn't really like mirror ours very well. Right. Exactly. Right. However, in cannabis, they've actually shown a lot of correlation between the effects in the mice and the effects in humans. So, and it, I think it's just because the endocannabinoid system works similarly in both. But again, again this is also all, assumption based off of the the, the research i read. Yeah. So it's but it's just so fascinating and i really hope it gets there because i mean i'm reading some fascinating things especially about all um all um like i can't say the word um dementia and alzheimer's. So because it's Oh. So oh, me
0: too. Oh wow, oh, yeah. yes.
1: And it's just amazing because like everybody assumes once you get, I mean, even the pharmaceuticals on the market right now, the major I mean, pretty much the majority of them that people use, it's to prevent the degra- degradation of the brain. It's not to help improve it. It's just to prevent the breakdown. So like, like the which is Aricept that that's its job. Its job is to prevent the further breakdown to try to prevent it from you from losing, losing more of your memory. But it doesn't help build it. So really, the, what they're showing is amazing studies showing that a it's showing to be protective, and to prevent that breakdown, but also showing that uh, some of the mice who already had the breakdown, actually, were seeing better, res- you know, better benefits and better results and their memory was actually getting better, which I think is so important, because everybody's so focused on Oh, uh, memory loss, oh, people are and, and, uh, and I will say the I, I am about to actually write a blog on LinkedIn. It will actually be my first blog, so because um, I'm pretty much making LinkedIn like I'm making sure I'm uh, setting up a page uh, for Alchemist Consulting on LinkedIn, and my focus really is the fact of people misinterpreting studies because that's there was oh a- wow. Because right now, I'm sure, I, I don't know if you've seen it, there was a big study, um, you actually might have posted, um, and it, like uh, commented on it, somebody had posted a study showing that there was a link towards, well, first, the actual post set study said that there was a link towards um, use of cannabis in suicide. Oh, and suicide. No. And when I actually looked into the article, I, I, first I looked into the article and then realized the article was rubbish. So then I looked into the actual study. The study said it may be linked to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In other words, they don't know. All they did was a retrospective study, which is Mm. the study you're going to get the least amount of information from. You're just really getting data and you're compiling Mm. and making a hypothesis based on the data you collected. So they collected a lot of data over many years and showed uh, for patients who have had committed suicide and saw what was in their blood Uh, and a good percentage of them had cannabis. So the article commented that it may be correlated. Well, then the media lost their mind and went into a frenzy and said, cannabis has been linked to uh, suicidal ideations in teenagers. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. It says there might be a link. The only problem is what if we're looking at the link backwards? We're not not looking at happy, completely functional human beings started using cannabis, got depressed, committed suicide. Yeah, That's they're not what,
0: looking at the background of the...
1: the they're not uh, looking at it backwards. Mm-hmm, how mm-hmm, how do A, right. what medication are these patients on? Because a lot of antidepressants cause suicide. So if they had just been started on an antidepressant, that could have led to the suicide. Sure could Two, not. a lot of patients might have been on cannabis to treat the underlining causes. Like to say, I'm depressed, I'm going to smoke because it makes me feel better. So it was in their system because it stays in their system. So, and what how if many reason-
0: antidepressants are used off label for something else?
1: Well, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Like the issue is, is they're correlating cannabis use to suicide. Right. They're not correlating depression, mm. cannabis use to depression, and that some of these people who are depressed commit suicide. That's right. really the biggest difference. Is there is the articles are making assumptions. The actual study said, this is something we need to look into farther, further, which I absolutely agree. If there's any results that show some similar to this, you should always look more into it and actually have studies of patients who, you know, hey, I have depression. I'd like to start using cannabis to see if it helps and then monitor them going forward. How did it work for them? You know, when they started it, you know, they're, you know, and ha- and do a test, you know, for anybody who's has depression chronic you know who has a clinical depression who Mm -hmm. would like to use cannabis for it and monitor them find out what's going on and give them suicidal like um charts and stuff like that to see you know what level they're at and that way we'll be able to see is is cannabis inducing the suicide or is depression inducing the cannabis use which is personally what i assume i believe that these i i believe that if we were to go farther in the study we would see that depressed patients have often turn to Canada.
0: just like um uh shakari richardson um our nation's um best runner
1: yep you know yeah well, all we did was penalize her for seeking out therapy that would not alter her mental status in in the long term like right. antidepressants or her can, performance right yeah i mean antidepressants can mess up your your ability to you know it 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 messes with your brain chemistry so that could lead to other things so if she decided you know what i know cannabis is effective for my depression i know that this is the dose i use i am not mentally altered while using this dosage to help with my depression so all she's doing is using a, a a more natural therapy to help with her depression that doesn't affect her performance if anything you know, if she were to have too much of her medicine, especially if there's THC in her dose that she uses, there's a really good chance that that THC might be doing the opposite and might actually slow her down and make her tired. So, you know, if anything, if she was taking something that could be causing issue instead of helping her with her running. So I personally think it's ridiculous to, you know, have any issue with with um, if a patients trying to seek, you know, proper medical help for an ailment they have. I, so I, I said we shouldn't be I, I even posted, like, we shouldn't be reprimanding her. We should be empowering her. Supporting her. Exactly. exactly.
0: Which is what I hope Nike is going to do.
1: I hope yeah, Nike Yeah, but it's still a choose. gray area right now, right? They're not yeah. sure what they're going to do with but it. But they
0: could. Yeah, they could. They could choose to support her. Because yeah. it's time. It's the right thing to do. It's the right side of history. It's the right side of corruption.
1: Yeah, we have enough data at this point from many, many countries that are not the United States that show benefits in human studies in cannabis. And, right. and a lot, obviously, many, many, many animals. But there's also ones in, and in, in, again, in countries that allowed that research to happen, you know, like Israel, like the United, uh, like um, mm-hmm. British Columbia, like, mm-hmm. like um, the Netherlands, they all have a lot of studies, because they want to know, and they, they, and they, and the problem is, is the United States. We've seen those studies. We've looked at those studies. They're very interesting and beneficial studies. But that's still not enough for us to move things to Schedule One, uh, to get out of Schedule One. And and I've heard way too many things about people going hemming and hawing <laughs> about Schedule One versus, uh, you know, rescheduling versus descheduling, which is its own. 20 hour long topic, but, um, oh God. Yeah. And, and there's, and there's reasons for both. And I think that the problem is, is, is that I think that everybody wants, everybody wants an answer. So everybody either goes, goes to the left or goes to the right. And I'm not saying conservative or, or, or liberal. I just mean like just directions. They go in two separate directions. Mm -hmm. And what I say is, why are we choosing a direction? Why not do both? Exactly. So you can do it in the middle. all you need to do is de- just re- reschedule until you get proper can- cannabis regulation federally and then deschedule once you're able to get the proper infrastructure in place. It's
0: really not It's simple. the infrastructure. that's all it is. They just have yep. to get a, a good infrastructure and the and no two states seem to agree on that
1: yet. yeah exactly. I mean, I'm and still with, I'm still with Connecticut. Yeah. I, I, I will say I'm usually a not a very, I usually have very not nice things to say about Connecticut because I grew oh. up there and I had that experience. <laughs> but when it comes to cannabis regulation and policy, hands down, I I 100% think they're great. I, I've seen their packages yeah. and I told you about those. I was blown yep. away. Yep. Like that's how, and that's, and that's, like I said, that's, that's what the cannabis pharmacist coalition of California is trying to do is fix the regulations, get better labeling, get better packaging, you know, and get better uh, enforcements on dispensaries of what type of education they can give, mm-hmm. make sure that they're educated, make sure that or even better, in my opinion, getting a healthcare professional educated in cannabis in there to speak with patients or at least somebody on call, where right. it's like, we have a patient in here who has a couple questions, we're going to give them to the cannabis nurse, the cannabis physician, the cannabis pharmacist, whatever it is, Right. But, It needs to exist, which is is what I'm seeing with my problem. And even weirder, I'm finding the weirdest things.
0: Hey, my friends, you have a unique opportunity to have a real pharmacist who is also a cannabis specialist evaluate your prescription regimen to see if you can lessen those side effects of all those prescriptions with cannabinoid therapy in mind. Oh, sure, you can get any of your local pharmacists to evaluate all your prescriptions, and you probably should. But they won't have cannabinoid therapy understanding, like the fabulous Dr. Leah. Not only will she go over your entire medical history and current prescription regimen, she'll work in concert with your primary care physician to tame your symptoms, and if needed, or even so desired try cannabis therapy to help this is an affordable investment into lifting the quality of your life all that mixology in your tummy it can be controlled with the help and knowledge of our dear doctor Leah. she can take your call no matter what state you live in and she'll work with your very own doctor so get in touch with her today you'll feel so much better after you do you can send an email to dr leah at com. and don't worry about remem- remembering that or, or writing it down uh, there's another piece i want to tell you it just blows my mind she says you can text her I've never had a doctor or or my pharmacist give me their their cell phone so that I could text them. That just is amazing to me. So, don't worry about writing all that down because uh I'm going to give you the the uh name and the number and put it in the podcast episode description. So, it's Dr. Leia at alchemistcannabisconsulting.com or you can text her at 408 418 8802. She said it's best to email her if it's not an emergency, but you can always text her. And she said, don't be shy. The Gab continues with the next episode of the Canopy podcast. <laughs> You've been listening to another Cannabiverum podcast with 21st century cannabis shaman Honey Smith Walls about the importance of using safe hemp and marijuana products. Unless otherwise proven by a reputable third-party lab test, please be advised that all street weed is contaminated. It may do grave harm to a patient with a delicate immune system. I challenge you to check the veracity of my statements in each episode by checking the medical citations posted on my blog at cannabavarum.com. That's C A N N A B A V E R U M.com.